Hey everyone, welcome back to the Keep Watching Podcast, where we decide what to watch so you don't have to. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And today, we're going to be talking about Carmen Sandiego. Sarah, how you doing? Yeah. What you been watching? I'm doing all right. Uh, let's see, what have I been watching? Ooh, okay. So I have been watching a show that just came out on Netflix called 1899. It is made by the same people who made... Um, it's a German show called Dark, which is a bunch of crazy timey-wimey stuff. And I haven't finished that show, but I'd like to. But this one just came out and seemed interesting. So and I didn't have to remember a bunch of what happened before because it's actually not related to the other show, just made by the same people. So I started watching that. And it is the year 1899. And people are on a big like ship, like think the Titanic crossing the Atlantic. And shenanigans happen. And it's mysterious and weird, and I have no idea what's going on, but it's enjoyable. And that's what I've been watching this week. Okay. A mind-bending riddle unfolds for its bewildered passengers. Okay. You're just ready to go with the, the descriptions of everything. Well, I went to Netflix. <laughs> the picture of this show is like, I guess they're at the Bermuda Triangle or something? There's a lot of pyramid imagery in this show that I really have no idea what it means yet, but hopefully okay. I'll find out. Probably three seasons. It looks like there's real. a triangular, a giant triangular shaped hole in the middle of the ocean and water's just like falling down <laughs> in like a waterfall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do have a lot of like stylistic stuff in the like credits and in the promotional images. Oh, that okay. Has not, not as necessarily... of yet happened in the show. Who knows? Gotcha, I have okay. like four more episodes to go in the first season. So, number two in TV shows today. Well, there you go. It's fresh and new and Netflix has shown it off. Pretty much. So, yeah. Nice. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I haven't been watching much. Uh, what I have been watching is an anime on Netflix called Tiger and Bunny. Okay. Which is essentially like an X-Men style world where uh -huh. being a hero is like a job. But at the same time, okay. it's also like a reality TV game show competition <laughs> where they like air the heroes in action and then they get like points for saving people oh. and capturing bad guys. But are they real bad guys and real people that need to be saved? Mm, or is maybe. it all manufactured for entertainment? Hey, that's a great question. Okay. <laughs> that is a great question. All right. I got to the crux of the show. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I would not recommend it for you, Sarah, but if there are anime okay. fans out there, I'm enjoying it. Fair enough. But yeah, nothing else I've been watching. I think, Sarah, though, I think we should just go through what our upcoming schedule is in terms of what we'll be covering on the podcast. We usually, okay. we usually do this at the end. Yes. But let's just do it now. But we have some timely things happening, yeah. Let's just do it now. We just had Thanksgiving, so it's the holiday season. Mm -hmm. It's officially allowed to be Christmas time now. Oh, you're okay with that now, okay. <laughs> yes. Before Thanksgiving, no, it's Thanksgiving time. Now it is Christmas time. The only holiday-related show on our list right now and has been for since we started the podcast is hawkeye mm -hmm. which yes is weird Christmassy. weird that it's a Christmassy holiday season themed show that came out last holiday season yes but you haven't seen that so i Correct. think this is the time yeah this is probably a good time to watch it yeah that will be the next episode mm -hmm. but then on december 13th the next season of singles inferno is coming out on Netflix. I'm so excited. Which is what is what is Singles Inferno, Sarah, for people that don't know. Singles Inferno is 
our villain origin story? No, our podcast origin story. But also it is a Korean dating reality show where a bunch of ridiculously attractive people go to an island that is supposed to be terrible. It's not. It's it's just a beach and they have to cook their own food. But um, they have to go through a series of like, they have to play some games or, you know, randomly pick each other for things. And anyway, if, if they couple up appropriately, they get to spend the night in, oh, what is it called? Paradise or Paradise, whatever. Yeah. They, just get to go to, they get to go to a fancy hotel together and spend the night, like, getting to know each other and have basically a date while whoever is left behind is just, like, on the beach cooking their own food and still, like, hanging out and having an okay time. It's not really yeah, bad for it's not everyone, really bad. but they make it sound like, oh, we're in hell. It's like, nah, you're just having a nice beach vacation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the goal at the end is for people to couple up and that's, like, there's no one winner or anything. It's just, like, congratulations, you picked each other. Good job. This is definitely a functional relationship going forward. <laughs> yeah. But it is fun, and we talked about the first season a lot when it came out and that's when we went we should do a podcast <laughs> yes but we didn't we had already talked about singles inferno enough that we didn't <laughs> we yeah, didn't we cover singles left. inferno one on this podcast <laughs> it was it yeah. was far enough in the past that we didn't feel like doing it but yeah singles inferno two so on december 13th that comes out i think after hawkeye after we do hawkeye and that's out and everything i think we'll be doing in singles inferno next i don't think there'll be time yeah. in between now, i don't know how many episodes of singles inferno <laughs> we plan on covering i guess it depends on how good the new season is we might go crazy this might just be a singles inferno podcast for <laughs> a while. so i think if i remember correctly i think the schedule for the original season was like two episodes were released like every saturday for like yes. five weeks mm -hmm. it was like 10 episodes so I we will at least cover I think the first two episodes, yeah. And they're they're like an hour each, so we're not. It's not going to be like a like a total recap of it, which is going to be like highlighting our favorite moments, kind of deal. And me probably talking about how I hate someone, which is what yeah, dominated yeah. Uh, our oh, first yeah. conversation we'll just, with the first. We'll person. pick who our favorites are and who we want to <laughs> who we'd want to yes, go to paradise yes. with. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> it'll be a fun time. Yeah, but I don't know how long we'll be stuck on Singles Inferno. <laughs> Depending on how much we get into it. Just potentially brace yourselves. It might just be that for a little while. <laughs> um, but for those who are waiting for Sarah's next pick, the Sarah fans out there who like Sarah's picks for the <laughs> podcast, uh, we will, once we wrap up Singles Inferno, we, Sarah will pick a new show and we will continue with I mean... the normal format of things. <laughs> But I, I do feel like Singles Inferno is a is a me pick. It's also a yeah, but pick. it's, it's we're, yeah. we're both excited about it. It's not but... you're not introducing a new show to me. That's that's, that's true. what we're picking. Yeah. <laughs> and the other programming note that we may get to on this podcast eventually is uh the, because we talked about it before is the Pitch Perfect TV show. All right. Called Bumper in Berlin, I believe is officially out. It came out on November twenty third. And I think it just dropped every episode. It's six episodes. Oh, it's on Peacock okay. for mm. people that want to watch it. That's the one with the, it's Adam Devine as Bumper. Yes. And I saw a clip of it, which made me think, okay, I'm going to like this show. Uh, <laughs> it also has uh, Jamila Jamil, a.k.a. Ooh. Titania from, <laughs> yes, from uh, She-Hulk. <laughs> Tahani from. Um, yes, originally. The Good Place, yeah. 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 Nice. So from the clip I saw of it. I liked it. So I think I'm I think I'm gonna enjoy it, 
even though it's not the full cast of uh, right. Pitch Perfect. It's an offshoot. Yeah. And it's only six episodes, so I don't know. Yeah, it's not like a... Not a big commitment. I don't know what the, yeah, it's not a huge commitment. I don't know how long or if they have more plans for it than just that. But yeah, that's everything Cool. that I have for now. <laughs> Are you ready? I am so ready. I have had the Carmen Sandiego song stuck in my head. Okay, so which, which, what is the Carmen forever. Sandiego song for you? I think you have to put a clip in here in post, <laughs> but okay. it's they did a game show for children in the 90s. And the theme song was a barbershop quartet singing Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. So that's like embedded in my head you want to play and my right soul now? forever. Let's play that for the people right now, okay? Okay. Here is the song that Sarah wants everybody to have stuck in their head. <laughs> She sneaks around the world from Europe to Carolina. She's a sticky finger filcher from Berlin down to Belize. She'll take you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego. There it is. Oh, I love it so much. That is not the. Uh, <laughs> that's not the vibe of the show we're about to talk about, though, is it? Oh, not <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah. But it's an important moment in its history, I think. Yeah, know? I definitely know this song and have heard it a bunch of times, and I feel like, but I have like no memories of watching any of the old Carmen Sandiego content. <laughs> I played the I video don't games. Even... Oh yeah, I played the video games, uh, but I and I know I like I watched this show, but I have no memory of the show other than these guys singing the song. Yeah, it's weird. It's only the theme song that I remember, yeah. And I don't think the theme song is in the video games. It's like only... Yeah, it's only in that one show. <laughs> yeah. All right, you want the full breakdown of this? Yes. Okay. Give us the breakdown. So Carmen Sandiego, this came out in... and The one we're going to talk about came out in mm -hmm. 2019 and finished up in 2021. Oh, it's done? Yeah, it is, it is done. Okay. The one we're going to talk about is an animated action-adventure television series with educational elements that's how it is categorized it is rated tvy7 so it's a kid's show but a good kid's show that's what i'll say <laughs> it is a look at carmen's backstory that is told from her perspective and what, what how old would you say carmen is in the show like a teenager i would say yeah she'd have to be like late teens at the latest even yeah you know? yeah so she's like it's pers perspective as a teenager now, this is the fourth Carmen Sandiego television show, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> so here, I'll, I'll go through the three previous ones. All from the 90s, mm -hmm. so it's been a while. Yes. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Well, that's probably the one that people would say if they had to name one. It's mm -hmm. a half-hour television, a children's television game show based on the Carmen yeah. Sandiego computer game series. The computer game series was first. Yes, I think that... Like, they made a whole bunch of games, and that started, like, in 85 and just continued through the 90s. They were pumping games out. The Where in the World Carmen Sandiego ran from 1991 to 1995 on PBS. Mm -hmm. The show won seven Daytime Emmy Awards. That's pretty incredible. Dang. Yeah. The show yeah. is not only... It doesn't seem like a show that'd be super successful or, like, <laughs> actually win awards, but it actually... <laughs> a few of these actually did. Um, In 2001, TV Guide ranked where in the world is carmen san diego number 47 on its list of 50 greatest shows of all time dang jeez right unexpected <laughs> yeah. 
the kids television game show <laughs> top 50 shows of all time that's incredible that, that's amazing and then listen to this this was it. a fun a fun info on the wiki uh, the show was created partially in response to the results of a National Geographic survey that indicated Americans had alarmingly little knowledge of geography. <laughs> oh, that sounds right. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> With one I in four being unable to locate the Soviet Union or the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> okay, that's a lot worse than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> the show's questions were verified by National Geographic World who also provided prizes to the contestants in the form of subscriptions to their own magazine. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't, there weren't high stakes on this children's game show. No, no. Sarah, are you, a, uh, are you still part of the, the Wordle phenomenon? Do you do the Wordle? Uh, no, I, I've fallen off of, of, Wordle. Fallen off of Wordle. I also fell yeah. off of Wordle. But what I do still do is the Wordle. Oh, I can't do it. I am... I mean, I can find the Pacific Ocean, thank you very much, but <laughs> I am I am no good at at. Can you find the Soviet world. Union? Well, it doesn't exist. Oh, anymore, the good job. Yes. See, that was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the Wordle. Now it's 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 hard. So what it is, it's it's they just give you the silhouette of a country or territory, and then you have like six mm -hmm. guesses to get it right. <laughs> but but like when you put in a guess, doesn't it like? tell you how far away your guess is from the real place yeah it tells you how many kilometers you are away from the correct answer and, and what direction? cardinal direction so yeah. it gives you one of the eight like north south east west or like northwest southwest yeah the eight, eight directions mm -hmm. it gives you one of eight directions so if you understand the world map a little bit and you know some countries in the area you can like kind of get it even if you don't know the silhouette mm-hmm but I enjoy doing that every day, and I'm not necessarily good at it, but I'm getting better because I do it every day. So it's maybe I should start doing it because I, oof, I tried it for a little while when I first heard about it, and was it was bad. It was just bad. When you do the wordle, it's like you want to just get it right every day and feel good about yourself. When you do the wordle, it's just about educating yourself. That's true. Uh, that's how I go about it. But then, okay, that ran from 1991 to 1995. Mm-hmm. In 1996, though, they came back with Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego, which was basically the same show. Still a game show. Still a game show, and it replaced history? the old show. Maybe it was more about history. It, said it, it says it was loosely based on the computer game with the same name. So there was a computer game called Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego. Uh, yes, the games did branch out. That would make sense if it was more historically based knowledge since it's where is time. Mm -hmm. But also in the 90s, from 1994 to 1999, there was a animated television series based on the computer game series called Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego, which aired uh -huh. on Saturday mornings on Fox. I am not sure if I ever saw this. Yeah, I looked at pictures of it, and I feel like I must have seen episodes of it, but I could not tell you any of the dynamics. <laughs> or Yeah, same. I would like after watching this show, I'm like, wait, is Carmen San Diego a good guy or bad guy in the animated series, Sarah? What do you think? <laughs> oh, everything before this new show, she's a bad guy. You think so? You're... Okay. I, oh, I, I'm not 100% sure, but <laughs> she's like in charge of the stealing. And like, at least in the games, like you're hunting her down as like the agent trying to find her and prevent her from stealing things. Okay. She is a baddie. So you think they just like kind of rewrote the whole. Carmen San Diego lore when they came out with what we're about to watch. Yes. Okay. All right. One hundred percent. I have no proof, but that's my my gut. But uh, where on earth is Carmen San Diego? 
won a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Children's Animated Program in 1995. Dang, oh. Carmen Sandiego's got an award Carmen all over the place. crushing it. <laughs> These sound like some big shoes to fill for this new show. But in the 2019 Carmen Sandiego that we're going to talk about here, mm-hmm. they do kind of pull like kind of like a mashup of characters from all the different shows and video games throughout the years. Mm-hmm. So I didn't look up specifics on any of the characters, but apparently I feel like if you're more in tune with the Carmen Sandiego history, there are actually good like shout outs and yeah. reusage of things that would make the show even more interesting. Potentially. I, I don't even, mm-hmm. I like the show without <laughs> even fully understanding the lore of Carmen Sandiego, but the show we're talking about today is four seasons. They came up with four seasons in like three years. Wow. They cranked it out pretty fast. 32 episodes total, 24 minutes per episode. Not too long. But the, the spread of ep- episodes per season is weird. It's like 9, 10, 5, and 8. Oh, that, yeah, that is a If weird you just watch one. it on Netflix, it, yeah, I don't even know if you'll notice if you just mm, keep watching. True. But uh, um, And then, okay, and then on Netflix, there's also a special separate title called Carmen Sandiego to steal or not to steal. Did you see this when you were searching oh, for the I show? Did you did it. Okay, this it's it's one episode but it's an interactive Netflix adventure. Ooh. Where Carmen will like stop at certain points and then you get to like choose your own adventure like story okay. kind of thing. Interesting. I did do it. It was weird. I I feel like I don't know if it was the first time Netflix ever did that or it's just the only one I've ever done, but it's it's an oh, interesting done- idea. A couple other ones. Oh, they have? Okay. That's just, the, yeah. I've only ever done the Carbon San Diego one, but it's like the same, it's the same characters from the series that we're mm. about to talk about. So, okay. But it's under a separate title. So you have to search Carbon San Diego and it, see yeah. the two results and go to it if you want to do the interactive adventure. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's all I have on the history of Carmen San Diego. <laughs> that was a, that was a lot. I, I'm impressed. I, I didn't know about all the awards. I, I'm really the words shocked there. me. Was, I did not know yeah, about the rewards. Pretty good. Okay. Are you ready to start talking about episode one oh, of I'm Carmen so Sandiego? Ready. Okay. Yeah. Episode one and two of Carmen Sandiego is titled Becoming Carmen Sandiego, part one and part two. Yes. So these first two episodes are a little bit different than the rest of the series, but you get the you get the vibes of the series from yeah, these first yeah, two episodes. It sets everything up real yeah. well. Do you want to talk about the kind of style of this? show before we get into like what actually is happening uh yeah i would say the art style reminds me of samurai jack if you've seen that okay yeah where like the backgrounds have like a lot more texture than like the foreground characters and they look a little like they're painted and it's just it is a style that appeals to me because i love samurai jack Um, there's probably some other shows that have that too but that's the the big pull for me Okay, yeah. That's a good comparison, I think. Yeah. I have not watched Summer Jack, but I, I see the vibes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I love this animation style. I didn't really know how to describe it, but I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would say even in like the very beginning music that we get, it it has like a noir style oh, feel definitely. to it. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's like a kid's show, so it's not that serious. I I I, mm-hmm. I associate noir with being a little serious, but Yeah, that's fair. There is like this show is I guess centered around more drama than comedy for sure, but they do weave like little jokes throughout though, so it's it's not like super dark drama yeah. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You have to go watch the first you know five minutes to get the arts if you want to go see what the yeah. art style looks like. But uh, 
<laughs> I, I I really like it, which is I think more than anything, just the style of this is what kept me watching at least for mm. the beginning until I really yeah. got into it. But yeah, how do we start? We start on a European street at night, and there is a guy driving a car, and he's talking about how Carmen San Diego in the past few weeks has robbed millions of euros combined from a Swiss bank, an art gallery in Cairo, and from a Shanghai museum, which. I heard a shy guy museum, which was a or sorry amusement amusement park, park a Shanghai yeah, yeah. amusement park, and I heard as a shy guy amusement park, which was a weird mental moment. <laughs> I had to figure out what was going on. I also don't know how you rob an amusement park. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. How do you rob an amusement park? She managed it. <laughs> and uh, this guy is in a car with a woman as well. Uh, did you get the names of these two? I, I, I just wrote them in from the beginning of my notes since I knew who they were. But uh, I got them eventually. So uh, this man, who I refer to briefly in my notes as the smug man, um, <laughs> is Chase Devereux. Devino. Devino. I've it's forgotten. French. I, I know it's they're French. They're in France. I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> you said Europe earlier. This, this, we find yes. out this is French specifically. Yes. And then her name, I think, is Julia. Julia, yeah. Julia Argent. Ooh, there you go. Which, whenever I type it out, I want to spell it as agent. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and they, because they are agents of Interpol. Yes. They're not just shit talking Carmen in a car. They are trying to find her. Yeah. And their basic dynamic is like Devino is like the hard nosed, like detective guy who just thinks criminals are criminals and he's not interested mm. in critical thinking. And he basically comes off as like the goof. In more of more of the scenarios than yes. not, and then Julia is like the critical thinker who is trying to look past the fact that Carmen San Diego is a thief and like try to figure out okay why is she stealing these things and mm -hmm. she thinks there's something more than meets the eye. Yes, here. but she's also new at the job, so he doesn't take yes. her seriously a lot of the time. Devino is, I guess, her superior. Is that the dynamic here? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Possibly. I don't know how that works. They might just be partners, but at least he feels superior. He feels like he's superior, yeah. But then after he's done monologuing a little bit about giving us who <laughs> Carmen Sandiego is, Julia jumps in and she adds to it and says, oh, she, she would then vanish without a trace from all these locations, except she would always make public appearances before she committed each crime, like the day before, I guess. And yes. she would always be wearing a scarlet coat and fedora. Yes. And specifically, she appeared at a nearby cafe today. And I think it's at this point that Julia gives us some information on where we are, which is Poitiers. I can't pronounce French. I think that's things. right. Poitiers. And she gives us some details about the city and what it's it's famous for. It's very Carmen San Diego. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, we're here. It's famous for this museum. And yeah. maybe you want to go shopping here. And um, Chase interrupts her and is just like, stop talking about boring things that don't matter <laughs> yeah. to anyone. So it's like, it's still like trying to be an educational show, but it's also like making fun of the fact that it's an educational show at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah. Eventually, you just, like, don't even notice the the silliness of just, like, them <laughs> spewing facts for no reason, yeah. essentially. Acting like a, a travel agent or something. Like, Yeah. I think at some point in the conversation, Devino says, who is Cub in San Diego? <laughs> so yes. They, they throw the lines in there. Whenever they want to know a location, it's where in the world is 
and it's either Carver in San Diego or where in the world am I? Or it's just always where in the world. And he, yeah, I think he says, uh, who is Carmen San Diego, and why does she wear such bold colors and risk public appearances <laughs> and stuff like that? <laughs> so he does think about it, but Julia actually thinks it means something, and he's just confused. Yeah, he's like, she's not acting like a proper thief. What? Yeah. And then I think Debono starts monologuing again and going on and on and on, and then Julia looks in the rearview mirror and sees Carmen <laughs> in the streets behind them. <laughs> yes. And she, like, even tries to tell him a couple times, but he's too busy monologuing and being so sure of himself <laughs> yeah. that she is to yell at him at some point. But Carmen, kind of, like, grappling hook up to the... He's got, like, a like a Batman-style, like, oh, <laughs> grappling yeah. hook, which is, like, zips gun. her straight up. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to, like, walk up the building or anything. Mm -hmm. They go after her, but, you know, she's on the roof. They can't really do anything, <laughs> so... Yeah, I do like this scene where she's just, like, easily parkouring across things and, like... Chase is chasing her and he's just like she'll jump across a thing with ease and he'll get close and be like oh no and then like come back and run at it again and then like go oof yeah. and it's just like a fun dynamic <laughs> yeah he's not he's not uh, the acrobat that Carmen is <laughs> for sure I guess part of uh, Interpol training should now just be like can you run across all the roofs <laughs> so you can catch these thieves as yeah. they disappear but Carmen pretty much isn't worried about Devino she, she just like gets enough space in between them and yeah. uh he goes on top of the roof, and then a voice comes through her earpiece and is talking to her. Who Who's talking to her, Sarah? Uh, well, the name we get is Player. Yeah. <laughs> and this seems to be some sort of hacker kid. And actually, here, um, I have notes on, on voice actors who are in this. Um, Player is voiced by Finn Wolfhard. That's his last okay. name. He's Mike from Stranger Things. Oh, okay. And then Carmen is actually voiced by Gina Rodriguez, who is in who is Jane in Jane the Virgin, which is a show I haven't recommended yet, but will be a future episode eventually because I really like that show. Okay. I was also looking at the voice actors for this and I, I saw her and I saw that show and I was like, I feel like Sarah's watched that show, but I wasn't sure. I, I those two I did actually I did not recognize though. Yeah, I did not recognize them. I just went to look who was you know, see if there was anyone and I went, Oh yeah, I know who these people are. <laughs> So player is basically like the guy in the chair. Yeah. Feeding her all the information. Or the guy at the computer, aka the hacker or the tech support guy. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think more often than not, player will have the educational elements of the show uh, where he, you get to kind of like see the geography on his computer screen and then mm -hmm. he'll quickly mention some fact about the location that Carmen is about to is in or is going to or something right. <laughs> that's player is usually the tool for the for the educational stuff but basically player is going to be leading Carmen via his satellite hacking system or whatever he has <laughs> uh to the next heist location yes and then going forward though in this show they refer to everything as a caper yes which I'm assuming is <laughs> consistent with video games and old shows, but maybe not. That seems reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Caper just means a crime, I believe. It's like a slang term for a crime. Yeah. Something like that. Or um, I think it is more often than not related to stealing something, though, I think. Oh, okay. More specifically. Like, you wouldn't do a caper that is a murder, I don't think. You'd do a okay. caper that is, is stealing something. Stealing. Though. Okay. A stealing crime. There we go. <laughs> And then there's some, so she goes to the 
I think we find out later it's just like an apartment building, actually, weirdly enough. Yeah, I thought it was a museum because it's got like this big gate out front and it's got like these fancy pointy windows on the roof, but it, it's just an apartment. Yeah, it was weird because she had a moment where she was like looking at a famous landmark, like a cathedral or something, mm-hmm. but then player didn't tell her to go to the cathedral. She just went somewhere else. Yeah. It was just a geography moment, really. Yeah, it was just a geography moment, yeah. And there's a moment where she just, like, takes out, like, lipstick with, like, a USB drive in it and <laughs> yes. plugs it into, like, an alarm system. And then Player just, like, disables the alarms. Like, yeah. With a, yeah. So Player's basically just, like, a tech god. Like, yeah, pretty You just much. have to accept that this little boy is insane. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, she, like, drops down into this apartment that is fancy and looks like a museum and... um like player tells her to watch her step and then she says watch my step and then a bunch of masks like spit arrows at her or something yeah there's so this I'm place exactly... like booby trapped <laughs> yeah but i wasn't sure of the nature of this trap like she didn't step it was just literally like she said something and it was sound activated or something but, oh okay i got um, you <laughs> she's able to pick up a shield and block her you know she she does not get arrowed yeah she's, she's good at her her cape she's too job. good for that yeah yeah and then she's able to find a hidden safe behind a a weird looking wall and then she uses a hacking device that player may just help her to basically hack the <laughs> safe <laughs> yeah essentially and they they get in they open the safe and they see a giant diamond called the eye of vishnu yes it is big and shiny and probably worth a whole lot of money yes and carmen goes over to take it uh but then she briefly gets distracted by something else that's much less shiny Yes, we don't get to see what it is, but she's like, ooh, this is something I thought I'd never see again. Oh, we don't um, see it here? We don't see it here. Do we see it before it comes up later? Nope. We see what really? she is. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, I, I wrote down what it is right here, but maybe I just used my memory. <laughs> I think you might have just moved, okay. used your memory. <laughs> okay. I'll say what it is right now. It doesn't really matter. It's basically a, yeah, set, yeah, it's basically a set of Russian nesting dolls yes. um, that she recognizes for some reason. And then this is the moment Devino is like fumbling his way to the scene. Like he is on his way to this apartment and knows she's in there, but he like comes in on the first floor yeah. and tries to take an elevator, but it's like the slowest elevator. <laughs> yeah. and he gets very upset at it. And it's pretty Devino funny. has a bunch of just like goopy moments in this show. Yes. Where he's like <laughs> trying to be good at his job, but it's struggling. But he finally gets in. And then I laughed at this part because he just like busts through the door and sees Carmen like closing up a sack with something mm-hmm. in it and he's just like stop thief <laughs> but like <laughs> he it's only him and her there like it's not like he's, yeah it's like something you would say on the street like a busy street if someone was running away right you'd be like stop yeah, thief, yeah. and like hope somebody helped you but he said stop <laughs> thief and it's just it's only him anyway so yeah doesn't help at all and she definitely doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah yeah they they like run at each other and Carmen just jumps past him easily and then also manages to like pickpocket his badge while she was like doing a flip yes. over him. <laughs> it's very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, Devino is in over his head here, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then she parkours away and, um, she actually leads back to the car, not like purposefully. Or Julia. Julia's still there, in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Julia's still in the car. And she ends up like, jumping off the roof and like paragliding away but then chase just falls face first into the car yes. <laughs> and is, um yeah smashes it all up is not a good time for for this boy this yeah. evening and then he does his 
shouting of where in the world is Carmen <laughs> yes. San Diego? He said that he said the thing. And then they cut to the opening title after he says that. <laughs> yes. Which is sadly not an acapella group singing those sweet beats. But it's from cool the 90s. noir music. It is. I love it, is, it. It, is, it is good. I love the vibes of this show. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely got good vibes. I feel like there's a longer opening credits. For like the subsequent episodes. Yeah, yeah but in these first two episodes, they do like a special title screen for Becoming Carmen Sandiego. Mm, yeah. But yeah, we come back to the title screen and uh, Carmen is still hang gliding through the air. She needs to get on a train, and Blair's just like, oh, I bought, just bought you some tickets. <laughs> so she <laughs> yeah. just, like, lands at a train station and gets on. She doesn't just land. She, yeah. like, lands and is, like, immediately changed into yeah. different clothes. <laughs> She's, which is so fast. But her yeah. her civilian clothes are just, like, <laughs> she just wears, like, a red hoodie. <laughs> so it's, like. Oh, yeah. Everything she owns is red. Yeah, like, yeah. she is committed to the bit. Not the best costume switch, but. <laughs> But it helps it helps the viewers know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um Chase figures out like, oh, she must be going to the train station. And so he gets in his busted up car and tries to, to race to the train station. Yeah. Throughout the rest of this two episodes, Devino is like just gonna be in pursuit of Carmen. Yes. And maybe catch up later. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Carmen gets on the train, she picks out a spot in the train, one of the one of the cars, and then as soon as she gets set up, she's attacked from behind. In my notes, I put some Australian Aquaman comes yes, in. Yes, yeah, that is kind of what he looks like. <laughs> but he has an electric, like, rod or stick or something, some sort of yes. taser-looking thing. But he uses it to set off an EMP, crazily yes. enough. <laughs> and zaps her phone so we don't get player for a yeah, little while. Yeah, this takes player out of the picture. Carmen can't communicate anymore. Mm -hmm. But she's still playing it cool. She does not worry at all because it turns out this nope. this guy is uh, Carmen's old classmate from school. Yes. She calls him Gray, I think, at this point. Yes. Um, and she, apparently he had left what we know later is the Russian nesting dolls for her to take. And she knew it had a tracking device in it. So she took it on purpose because she wanted him to find her. Yeah, so the, basically what these two are going to do is they're going to kind of like reminisce about their school days together, and that's going to be the flashback that we get the yes. the actual Becoming Carmen Sandiego story. Because he wants to know how she became Carmen Sandiego since like when he knew her, she wasn't that. she He knew her as Black Sheep. Yes, he's like, I'm here to cap capture Carmen Sandiego, or should I call you Black Sheep? And then they go to the <laughs> flashback. And it goes to... Black Sheep, who we know is Carmen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll refer to her as Black Sheep in the flashback, just so people know we're talking. Of, <laughs> yeah, we're in the flashback. flashback. Time, yeah. But uh, they, we go back, and Black Sheep is sitting in like an auditorium, and she's getting a introduction speech from this large and tall, muscular woman. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she's talking about that there being, I guess it's like a what do you call it, orientation to yes. The school, and she says, "Welcome to Vile Vile Training Academy for Thieves." She actually says it's for thieves, which is weird. But then, yes. but then, <laughs> maybe they have a Vile Training Academy for sorcerers somewhere else or <laughs> yeah. something. You know? Yeah. But she said Vile stands for valuable imports and lavish exports, which sounds very silly to me. Yes, it does sound very silly. And uh, 
She introduced herself as Coach Brunt. Yes, and everyone here was handpicked for a one-year program. Apparently, that's as long as it takes to become a master thief. Yes, and uh, there are rules here. There's no contact with the outside world. So she, like, smashes a phone. Just, like, crushes it in her hands to show she's so strong. Yeah, she's so strong, <laughs> yeah. And they're going to be using their first names only until they can get a code name. But Carmen already has a code name, and her name is code name is Black Sheep. But Brunt calls her Lambkin. Lambkin, because they're friends. <laughs> they're friends, yeah. and uh, Gray is there too. Yes, and he makes fun of Lambkins as a name, and then Carmen like grabs him and is like, "You got a problem? Like you can call me Black Sheep. Only my friends can call me Lambkins because she's a tough bitch and needs to show that <laughs> you know he should respect her." Dominates him. Right from the start, yeah. Yes. And then we go back to the train really fast, and uh, he's like, how did you even end up in crime school? <laughs> I love that he calls it crime school. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like some shit I would say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, Carmen is like, I'll tell you everything I know, and then we go to the longer flashback for the rest of the two yes. episodes. Apparently, she was found as a baby abandoned by the side of the road just outside of Buenos Aires, Argentina, mm -hmm. with a set of Russian nesting dolls. Yes, that was the only belonging on her. And um, she was brought to an island paradise, which was the home for thieves. And she was raised by a series of nannies, apparently, yes. who would teach her about the world. So she learned like a crap ton about geography and language. <laughs> yeah, because they would all teach her about the places they came from. And so that's yeah. the excuse for her teaching us about geography. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically like a gag throughout this where like she has no memories of being anywhere but on this mm -hmm. island. But whenever anybody brings up like the name of a city that they were in, she's like, oh, that's from this country. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she knows where everything is in the world, despite having never been there, basically. She knows where everything in the world is, except for herself. She has no idea where this island actually is. She's just on it. And I feel like, uh, they don't explicitly say this, but I feel like she may or may not be able to speak every language. Yeah, they, they it seems like she, she's got a lot of language skills. Yeah, they show her learning different languages, but I feel like, you know, like, where, wherever they go in the show... They will be speaking English, mm -hmm. but I think you're supposed to maybe just understand that Carmen is speaking the, the native language. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't okay. know if that's actually true or not, but she was actually, when she was found as a baby, she, she was found without a name. So they yeah. decided to give her the name Black Sheep, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, this is dumb. Like, <laughs> who are these people exactly. that they're like, who are these we're going to just give this child a code name and not like a real name, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to make it one that makes it sound like she's unloved. Like, no yes. one wants her. <laughs> yeah. She's been abandoned. Black Sheep. And she is the only child on the Isle of Vile. <laughs> yeah. I was really expecting at some point we would find that, like, one of the people in charge of the school or two of them together as a couple had been like, yes, we are your adoptive parents. But no, she's just like, she just lives here. Nobody's really the person responsible for her. No one treats yeah. her as though she belongs to them. They just hire a series of nannies that seem to rotate in and out for some whatever reason. It seems like a major bummer. <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad. Maybe, but I don't know. I feel <laughs> she like knows she's very lonely. all the world geography and language. That's pretty insane. 
Yeah, but does she have any, like, emotional connection to people? <laughs> uh, I think we find out she kind of does. We'll get there. Yeah, that, with, with Coach Brunt, Coach I think, Brunt, is yeah. the closest. Because she thinks that Coach Brunt is the one that found her. Yes. Yeah, she's a child on this island that is a school for crime and thieves. And I guess, like, the people who come here are, like, college-aged kids? Like, maybe older teenagers? It's yeah, they, they keep referencing, like, oh, the 40 thieves or something. Oh, yeah, like 40 thieves graduate every year or something. Yeah, but they're part of, she ends up being in this, like, weird, like, one-year program, which seems to be, like, a separate program. I don't know. They didn't get into the whole dynamics of the school. but <laughs> She's basically going to be part of a one-year program, which only has, like, five other students in it. Well, I think it's she's in a I think they just bother showing like the five other students because at the end when we figure out who graduates and not like there's a lot more people there. Oh, okay. Maybe there's like okay, maybe just like multiple classes that all like rotate. They uh, they only go to together for whatever reason. Yeah, the like they're people. like together in a dorm together and I think just that's just who we focus on, but okay. there's theoretically a bunch of other groups of kids or adults or whatever. But basically, from the time she was a child, she basically got to, she got to, like, she didn't go to classes, but she was, like, hanging around the school and, pro like, picked up things here or there. So she's actually, mm -hmm. like, very talented in thievery and stuff yes. like that. <laughs> stuff related to that, <laughs> even before she even tends the school. Mm -hmm. And like you said, she doesn't know who found her as a baby, but she thinks it's Coach Brunt, because Coach Brunt's the nicest to her, basically, yeah. <laughs> is what it seems like. And we get a little, like weird sequence of events where she's like pulling a prank on somebody as a kid and she yeah. gets chased but then coach brunt like saves her but the main thing that happens in this sequence is that the guy ends up dropping his phone because he was like yes. visiting the island for the day or whatever and she so just she like steals picks it up and takes phone. it yeah <laughs> and uh hides it in her russian nesting dolls yeah she doesn't really do anything with it like she doesn't try to like call or well i guess at this point she maybe maybe she didn't even know she wasn't allowed to have a phone because she doesn't find that out till she goes to school it seems like oh yeah she might not even know what a phone is like because none of the people she who are enrolled there would have their phones so she wouldn't be watching other people using phones yeah that's true like, it's just like oh here's this thing i have let me hide it away yeah <laughs> but one day it like rings. You hear a little buzz from inside her Russian nesting doll. And it's a text that I don't know if you wrote down what it said. I didn't no. write down what it said. But it's player who has hacked in and been like, haha, I hacked in. You better like beef up your security because he says he is a white hat hacker, which is a real thing where people try to hack into places and then go, hey, it was real easy to hack in. You should fix this. And that's essentially what he's trying to do, but he doesn't know what he's hacking into. You know, is this, is this a business for player? Like, is he get, does he get them to pay him to beef up their security afterwards? I think he's just a child. You think so? <laughs> like, I, don't... I, I don't know. Like, it's possible. Like, but usually with those sorts of things, you'd like contract with a company ahead of time instead of just being like, haha. I found your thing. Give me money. Like that's that sounds a little more black hat than Well, black made me hat. think that he like must have a successful situation going on. Is that like I think when he bought the tickets for the train, he bought like first class tickets. And then Karma was oh, like, yeah. ooh, first class, fancy. And he was like, my treat. <laughs> like <laughs> like he had money to just like Ooh, yeah. splurge on uh, well, at that first point, class train I had tickets. assumed that like 
he was part of like he and Carmen were like stealing things and selling them and getting money. So uh, okay. I just assumed that's, that's what it was from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're heisting together. That's why they got so much money. You're yeah. right, you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, except I'm not. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Twenty seven layers of encryption to in order to call yes. the phone in Carmen's doll. And then I don't know if we're supposed to just believe him, but he tells Carmen that he is located in Niagara Falls, the Canada side. Mm-hmm. And then we get to learn that that's in Ontario. Yeah. Which I would because... not have been able to say off the top of my head if I learned well, that Carmen in the show. Could, because she yeah, Carmen had Carmen knew that. a Canadian nanny at some point <laughs> yeah. that told her all about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so this basically starts them like being internet friends you know like they're just texting and calling occasionally and like this is her one friend she's made in life i think yeah and then she also decides separately unrelated to the to player that she wants to attend the the school now because she's sick of watching 40 thieves graduate every year and she's like i'm better than them i should be allowed to Mm -hmm. just go to school because i think i think technically she's not old enough i don't know what age you're supposed to be I also don't know what age she is, so <laughs> yes, yeah. whatever it is, it's not quite old enough for whatever the requirement is. Yeah. So she basically goes to the Vile Faculty Council yes. to request and acceptance to the school. are five of them. There's five of them, yeah. Coach Brunch, br- not Brunch, Coach Brunt, Professor Maelstrom, which is voiced by Liam O'Brien, yes. who if you listen to or watch Critical Role, you will know who he is. Also- as most voice actors, he's done a lot of other things, so I don't know. Yes. Um, then there's Countess Cleo, Dr. Bellum, and Shadow Son. Oh, you got all their names. I did not get all their names. Yeah. <laughs> I went back and wrote that down later. Nice. <laughs> now, they, they refer to themselves as the faculty. Yes. I don't know if this is the entire faculty of the school. It might be the entire. I guess there's only 40 people. 40 students. I guess this could be the entire faculty of the school. Solid, maybe. I don't know. It's the only faculty we ever see. Yeah. But yeah, they debate amongst themselves if she should be allowed, and Shadow Son is not about it. He's just like, nope. But everybody else comes around. Yeah, I think one other person like was a little hesitant too, but they were not as against it as Shadow Son yeah. is. But this is a this council is a is a democracy so they vote yes. on it and she gets in by a vote of four to one she is allowed into the school i, I wrote down the descriptions of some of these faculty members oh hit me with it we had, we met coach brunt she's mm-hmm. tall and large and a muscular woman mm-hmm. and she's dressed like a gym teacher right yes. right <laughs> yeah she has like a whistle and yes. everything i think mm-hmm. and then professor maelstrom is like an older guy. He's got really pale skin with like white hair. He looks like a stereotypical like spooky evil. Yeah, guy. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then Shadowsan is like a middle aged samurai looking guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other two, I didn't write down their names, so I didn't write their descriptions. But one of them is like is going to end up being like like an art expert, and then the other one's like a tech person. Yes. Doctor Bellum seems to invent things, and Countess Cleo seems like. The fancy lady who knows about the fancy things. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. She's in. So she's going to yeah. pack her things and move into the dorms, and she's going to meet her classmates, which yes. includes Gray. Yes, and also a sassy lady she almost gets into a fight with, but yes. then doesn't. 
He makes she makes friends quickly. Well, Gray Gray ends up being friends quickly. I guess this was mm-hmm. after she after almost the orientation. Beat him up. Yeah. yeah. So they like. <laughs> So he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be friends with you now because you, yeah. <laughs> you kicked my ass, basically." <laughs> but then some random other girl, which is the only other girl I think in her yeah. group of mm-hmm. classmates that we get to see, she for some reason is they can become enemies very fast for like no reason at all, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get a cool montage of like all the different classes that they have at the school. <laughs> And there's like they're learning origami to be good at pickpocketing. Yes, <laughs> with shadows on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Then there's self defense, which is just self defense. Yeah, with Coach Brunt. That was a... Yes. And then there's um, Countess Cleo uh, teaching them how to tell the difference between like valuable things and fake things. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. there's some sort of inv- uh, invention slash weapon class. Yeah, that <laughs> one was. Very... Yeah. Um, and then there's like a tactics class is what I wrote down. I don't yeah, really know. I think we only get one shot of this professor Maelstrom's class and he's just teaching, he's specifically teaching them to do a bait and switch with like, yeah. so it's like the, a, you have a briefcase full of nothing, but, or it's full of something that matches the weight of the briefcase full of money. And then you yeah. like do a, a bump or you like, they put their case down. So you swap it out. And then they yeah, don't. They yeah. don't even notice. Basically, it's the bait and switch. Mm-hmm. And we and Black Sheep is like still talking to Player every now and then. Yeah. Uh, just because they're friends. Mm-hmm. And she seems to be having like the best time. You know, like she's getting to be friends with her her roommates. She's she's still talking to Player. She's learning all the things. She's still doing pranks, but getting into trouble for it now. And one time when she's talking to Player, she has to like leave and go to class, and she's like, <laughs> she says to Player. Oh, sorry, I have to go. I have I my infiltration 101 class. <laughs> and then players like, wait, what kind of school did you say you go to? But like she never answers. Like Yeah. <laughs> players seem super invested in like figuring out what the heck is going on with <laughs> this girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's not he's not super pushy about it, I guess. They just they just chat like friends, even though mm-hmm. he has no idea who this super <laughs> suspicious girl is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> infiltration 101 i don't know who teaches infiltration 101 yeah i'm not sure yeah (laughs) we didn't get to see that (laughs) uh but we do learn so the based on the the sequence earlier we got where she's like pranking somebody with water balloons or whatever we Mm -hmm. we she basically teaches her classmates how she pranks (laughs) (laughs) this as as a child how she used to prank this person that arrives to the island every year and we find out yes. that this woman that arrives every year is her name is Cookie Booker Biles Bookkeeper. <laughs> Cause she cooks the books. Oh, there's so many pun names in all of like Carbon San Diego. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, then they make fun of this later, though. We can get into that. Yeah. And then um, we learn that this this Cookie Booker arrives to the island on December first every year, and she needs to do this like data drive handoff that they don't trust to do over like to send electronically yeah she brings a hard drive and like uploads their financial info or something i was never clear on how this actually worked and if it yeah i think i I can i can just kind of tell you i I think it's i think the idea is that they have like operatives out in the field that are not in Mm -hmm. the island and they're like collecting data and i guess they come up with the 
the Booker people kind of like come up with uh like potential heists or like mm. things that are valuable worth stealing essentially. Yeah. Okay. And basically like they come up with like a year's worth of things that they could do for the next year and they bring it uh. to this island and they upload it. But they have to like physically hand off the data because they don't trust to do anyway. And and they have to bring it they have to arrive to the island by boat because they don't want to be detected by radar. So it's like a super long stealth handoff of this data drive. And Black Sheep knows all about it, but all she okay. does is just pre- yes. just waits till this lady throws gets off the boat and throws water woman. balloons at her. That's all she does. And the lady is always every year she's always wearing like a like a fancy fancy clothes, like a coat. Mm, yeah. But this time around, I guess since she's an actual student, she like gets in actual trouble. Yes, especially because she had classmates with her and Shadow Sun tries to get her expelled. Yes. Shadow Sean is so against Black Sheep. It's crazy. Does not like her at all. <laughs> yeah. But basically they they Gray stands up for her and says they oh no, we 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 egged her, we made her do it. So then they're like, Oh, we can't expel them all. So they just give them detention yeah. instead instead. And um at this detention, since they're like forced to talk, they, they come up with their their code, their code names. names. <laughs> and they even make fun of Crackle. The first one they try to come up with is Crackles and they do a bunch of like pun names. And then he gets really excited. He's like, "No, I have it. I'll be, I'll be Graham Crackle." Because oh, Gray is short for Graham, and yeah. I guess he became skilled using the electric rod that the yeah that the science <laughs> engineer so he lady some electricity Electric, based he, name. Yeah, yeah. But then they're like, they're like, "Really, dude? You're gonna come up with a? You're gonna use a pun as your name? Nobody's gonna take you seriously." <laughs> So he just goes by Crackle, and I'm like, I also do not take this seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But okay, child. <laughs> and then I wrote down the rest of the names. You ready for these rest of these names? Oh, I am ready. Okay, there's uh, Le Cheve, or it's a French name, I think. And I'm I'm assuming it means goat. Yeah, I don't means know what goat. it actually yeah. means. It means the goat, because he's master at climbing. Yeah. He can climb anything, I think, is his skill. Mm-hmm. And then we meet El Topo, which means the mole in Spanish, I ah, assume. Okay. And he basically has, like, tunneling claws, so he can, like, basically burrow like a mole, like, super fast. And then there's mm-hmm. Tigress, who is the woman that, or the girl that uh, became enemies with her. They got a little her. fight about yeah, it. They got a fight, like, right, yeah. And I guess she just has claws. <laughs> That's her ability, like. Yep. <laughs> I get I like all these guys are also like good, you know, gymnasts or they're they're skilled as normal humans too, but these are their things they've chosen, yeah. <laughs> and then uh the the fifth person is mime bomb. Because he's a mime. <laughs> he's a mime. He's just a mime. And I don't I don't know that he ever thieves anything. <laughs> he just hangs around the school being a mime. <laughs> mime bomb is one of the best characters in the show. I love mime bomb. <laughs> Uh, I think they say later that he's basically, like, they decided to make him a spy. But it's a super funny dynamic, which will happen later, where he's, like, he's a spy that's supposed to gather intel. But then he literally, as part of his gag, like, he literally does not talk like a mime. So (laughs) he can only communicate through mining. (laughs) Even if he finds out secret information, he has to mime it. (laughs) So Can't even write it down. It's a very silly decision that they made him a spy. Oh, man. (laughs) But now that they all have code names. It's time for finals. Final exam. Oh, yeah. And uh, presumably every faculty member gave out some sort of test. But we're really going to focus on Shadow San's test here. Yes. And his test is pretty simple. He has a like a traditional 
samurai coat robe thing going on. But it's got a lot of pockets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many pockets. Like 20 pockets, 40 pockets. I don't know. It has a lot of pockets. An unknown in it. number of pockets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and one of those pockets is a dollar. And the test is you have to be able to pickpocket it off of Shadow San. Pickpocket the dollar off of Shadow San. But you only have two minutes. And he knows you're doing it, which is like, yeah. seems impossible. The scenario <laughs> is weird. <laughs> and Tigress is going to go first. And she is struggling pretty hardcore. But it is basically like just a fight, right? Yeah, like it's, it's like a fight where you're also test. trying to it's... take something off the person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she is not able to pickpocket off of him, but she uses her claws to like rip part of his cloak off. She just steals the whole pocket. Because she also like has glasses or whatever that let her like x-ray vision and see where the dollar is so that feels like a oh i missed that is that what happened okay yeah so that's how she knows to just steal that particular pocket oh that makes sense i thought she just got lucky okay (laughs) and uh black sheep thought that shadow san would be critical of this technique but shadow yeah there's no actual pickpocketing yeah he said unorthodox technique but the results are effective or something like, something like that. <laughs> Black Sheep is not happy about this. It seems as though Tigress has passed the test. Yeah. And uh, now it's Black Sheep's turn. And we don't get to see the fight, but next thing you we know, they're, the leaving, they're leaving class. <laughs> and uh, it turns out Black Sheep failed to get the dollar. Yes. And she actually thinks that he t- didn't have a dollar in a pocket, that he was just like empty pockets because he doesn't like her. Because she says she checked every single one. Yes. So she's she's disappointed and confused and worried now. <laughs> but Gray, a.k.a. Crackle, um, is like, oh, I'm sure like, you did so well in all your other classes that you're not going to, you're going to pass. It's going to be fine. But that's not true. That's, that's not, not true. what happened. They go to the, they go to the <laughs> results board. And yes. It seemed as, I guess, I guess there were other people that failed, but within the group that we know, only... Black sheep, not passed. Yes, even the mime passed. Even the mime did the mime. The mime might be the best of all of them. You don't know. <laughs> but yeah, she doesn't understand. She's confused. She's gonna go back to Shadow Sun when he's not paying attention, and she basically just like takes the keys to his office. She pickpockets the mm-hmm. keys to his office off. So when he's going to close the door, he's like, "Where are my keys?" <laughs> and then, and she's like, "You looking for the keys?" <laughs> So she basically like does the test <laughs> mm-hmm. again when there's actually something to take. But he's like, "You can try again next year." But no, I'm not. like he's like determined to make her fail yeah. basically because she it, presumably like she only failed because of this one failure that right. she wasn't able to get the dollar off. Like everything else, she did well in. And I, I'm not sure what she has done to him in her time in this island, but this man does not like her. <laughs> yes, <at all. laughs> and he is unwilling to give her a chance to to try again she's going to be left behind and all her friends from her class are getting assigned together on their first mission and she decides that screw this i'm sneaking out i'm going on the mission too (laughs) and she successfully gets aboard the helicopter but mime bomb i guess wasn't part of the mission (laughs) and mime bomb (laughs) sees her sneak off and we get like a see him from the shadows looking yes, he looks so creepy by the way like he well just like he's got like a creepy creepy mime smile and i yeah. don't like it i'm not vibing with mime bomb, mime at bomb. All. 
and uh yeah that's the end of episode one yep how you doing sarah (laughs) um i enjoyed i I enjoyed this show the whole time nice i was doing pretty good yeah all right we do you still want to talk about part two I mean, we have to. You can't leave us on a cliffhanger. Might as well get the the origin story fully, yeah, mostly completed by the end of this part too. Episode two starts. She's in the helicopter, exactly where we left off. But um, she gets a call from Player, who now that she's off the island and presumably away from whatever was blocking the, her GPS signal or whatever, he can see her location now, and she's just like, "I'm busy." <laughs> Yeah, she. he's, like, about to tell her where she's been, and she, for some reason, I think maybe something happened on the helicopter where she had to hang up real fast, but she didn't seem, like, overly excited to find out where she has been this yeah. whole time, or where she was going. Player was about to tell her where she was going. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they get to their location, and all the crime kids are going to parachute off, and she goes, oh, fuck, I don't have a parachute. <laughs> yeah. So she basically has to, like, reveal herself at this point and she basically just tackles gray before he can jump out of the thing so that no, she, she can use him out of the helicopter yeah. and she's just like hold on <laughs> like what yeah, are I guess you doing usually in this scenario in like a movie or tv show there would just be like an extra parachute that you could grab mm-hmm. but i guess that wasn't the case here so she nope. she, she had to piggyback off Graham. somebody else and she's just like don't let go of me <laughs> And he doesn't, fortunately. But he he yeah. is upset with her. Oh, very upset. You're risking my our our first mission. Like he's I guess he's really scared to fail his first mission and he thinks yes. that black sheep is gonna ruin it. Mm-hmm. So he tells her to stay there and then he goes off for the caper. And then we cut back to Mime Bomb. <laughs> I oh, love this no. scene. <laughs> Mime Bomb is in the faculty room with all the, mm-hmm. the the five faculty members and he's trying he's trying to mime what he saw <laughs> and so he mimes a chicken yeah. and they're like chicken like, <laughs> yes and then he like makes a flying motion and somebody's like chickens can't fly <laughs> it's just like very upset about yeah the, the the direction this miming is going yeah uh, I didn't write down the specifics of the mime, but there's the situation where it's ridiculous. But yeah, eventually it was meant to be like flew the coop, and then like for whatever reason, Coach Brunt immediately knew that that meant black sheep left. Yeah, because... yeah. Somehow they sure. It out. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they send out like cleaners to go and find her and bring her back. Yes, and I think it's the point where they say, "Why did we make the mime the spy master?" <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Professor Maelstrom says, alert the cleaners. And the cleaners are going to end up being like the two janitors at the school, <laughs> basically. Literally cleaners, but also the sketchy kind of yeah, cleaners. They're janitors at the school, and then they're all, but then they also just like, <laughs> whenever there's a situation that they need to cover up the vile tracks with, they just send mm-hmm. out these two janitors. They're crime I, janitors. I believe Liam O'Brien also mm-hmm. voices the the cleaners aka janitors oh, yeah. on the show um <laughs> but they don't talk very often mm-hmm. he also has a variety of other characters like minor characters here and there throughout the show oh yeah yeah but his main voice is professor maelstrom so he says alert the cleaners and then they cut to the title the title screen part two yes. becoming card in san diego and we see carmen by herself now on the ground after her classmates have gone to the caper and we find out she's in Casablanca, Morocco? Is that correct? Not just that. Yes, that is correct. But okay. she like 
walks a little bit where she can see the like skyline of the city or whatever and like instantly knows that she's like oh oh yeah Blanca, morocco and it's like you don't know this how do you know? she's what? seen pictures sarah what are you talking about i mean from this exact angle of a skyline like how many skylines do you think you she, could identify this is her superpower sarah you just have to okay. accept it <laughs> i thought stealing was her superpower but okay now they have that game geocoding you know that game I do not know this game. Oh, I think it's called geocoding. It's something like that. It's like, it's a game where like you're on Google Maps and you just get like a street view, of oh, a, like a yes, random spot, and then it's before. like your yeah. job to click on the world map and I'm try to get as on that one too. try to get as close <laughs> as possible to where the street view is in the somewhere mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, she would lit- she would nail that game. Oh, every single <laughs> that, time. That's her superpower. Every identical back road lined with trees she'd be able <laughs> yes, to figure out. Exactly. And she's walking around and then uh she stumbles onto an archaeological site and yes. she starts talking to one of the archaeologists there and they're uh apparently they discovered the eye of Vishnu at this archaeological site. Do 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 remember yes. from earlier? <laughs> from earlier yeah. in the future. <laughs> She's just like, aren't you worried that people are going to steal it? And he's like, no, my people aren't going to steal it. They know how important it is. They know it belongs in a museum. <laughs> and he gives this little speech about like how like when, like it might be worth a lot of money, but like robbing the world of the knowledge that they would get from, you know, this being in a museum, that would be the true crime. And she's just like mind blown yeah. by this. He says, oh, I never thought of it that way before. <laughs> Because, like, I don't think we mentioned this, but, like, growing up on the island of thieving, like, stealing stuff was presented to her, like, as a game, you know? Like, it doesn't have big consequences, but you're, like, trying to just go and do the sneaky thing. Yeah. And then it takes her a second, but then she also figures out that, oh, this must be the caper. Like, they're stealing the eye of Vishnu as the caper. (laughs) (laughs) But she was never debriefed on what the mission was since she didn't actually graduate. Right. But then at, right as she figures it out, her classmates arrive and they start like, I guess they were like sneakily taking out all the, all the archaeologists out like they. Yes, they were me in every Batman Arkham game. Yeah. Sneak yeah, around okay, and yeah. take out a guy. Sneak around, take out another guy. You're knocking them out or taking them out in a way that they don't see you. Mm-hmm. And then the the El, El Toro, oh no, El Topo, the mole just like comes out of the ground and he has the diamond already. So they yes. found it. But then the archaeologist that Black Sheep was talking to, he actually sees everything. And then somebody says, leave no witnesses. And then Crackle yes. like takes his electric rod and just like puts it on some sort of just like setting that would have just di- it disintegrated this guy is what it looked like. And Carmen's just like, doesn't understand like this was never part of like the training and she's just like what are you doing what do you mean leave no witnesses and she like shoves the archaeologist out of the way just in time so he doesn't get blasted by this thing she saves the guy but then when she gets up the cleaners arrive and like basically capture her yeah so they probably killed they him probably killed this guy but they didn't they didn't they didn't explicitly show that in this kid's show <laughs> But it is kind of implied that that happened, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then we jump back briefly to present day, and Carmen talks about how disappointed she is in, in Crackle, because she thought of him as a big brother until that day when she was like, well, I never knew you. Yeah. <laughs> then we get a mini flashback 
to graduation when Gray was graduating and the faculty were telling them that they didn't just get here based on their grades. They also were testing them for loyalty and willingness to go to necessary extremes. And that Vile actually stands for Villains International League of Evil. <laughs> yeah. I missed the part where it was like, oh, their their personalities were a part of the test. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, because no one or thing must stand in their way. Yeah, yeah that makes sense why she might have failed, actually. Also, okay. yes. <laughs> I see. Okay. But yeah, so apparently part of the mission was murder who you have to. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Which everybody was just cool with, even when they just found mm-hmm. that out. <laughs> well, that's because they were only there because their, their personalities uh, dictated that they would be okay with murdering yeah. people. It all makes sense. Okay, here we go. We're we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think we go back to the train again, and then Carmen's like, "I guess my entire upbringing was a lie." She's like, "Stealing isn't a game, especially when you're willing to steal lives." She's like, still kind of like half-heartedly trying to like get Gray to come to her side, which is kind of yeah. why she wanted Gray to wanted find him her to find her to yeah. begin with. Yeah. And uh, I think we get more Devino stuff right here. Like Devino yes. is like still chasing the train, and he he like gets to the next train station. He's like trying to intercept the train basically with his mm-hmm. car, and he like just misses it, and he's like, yeah, he's getting frustrated. But the important thing here is that Julia calls him because she's been going over the crime scene, and she says that the apartment is actually full of all sorts of stolen things. And that the apartment is owned by an import-export company. So mm, um, There we go. And all the places that Carmen has recently robbed have ties to the same company. So oh. what if she's a thief that only steals from other thieves? <laughs> yes. Julia's putting together. <laughs> she knows what's Devino is like, he's, he understands what she's putting down, but he just like doesn't really care. <laughs> He is in a stressful moment of his busted up car trying to... He doesn't want his cases to be over complicated. He prefers them to be cut and dry. (laughs) (laughs) And then we go back to the train, and we're going to continue the flashback. Yes. Um, Because Black Sheep was taken back to the island, but now they watch her more closely now. And they took her phone. They confiscated the phone. Oh, no. But they still let her, like be enrolled in the program so like she's supposed to do another year well i think they mentioned that she had to go to like psychology classes with oh yeah professor maelstrom and they made her do like extracurricular stuff because i guess they're still hoping because she's so skilled that she's like like an asset to them but they need to like condition her to to murder evil (laughs) to be evil basically Yeah. yeah but she she decides to go through the motions and pretend that she's doing her schoolwork as normal but she has right she has some other plans in mind. Yes. And then on December first, she packs for her escape from the island. But she leaves her Russian nesting dolls behind because she needs to pack light. Travel light. That I like that. I like that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't you don't need that stuff. Just remember them for what they were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Uh, December first, if you remember, Sarah. This, this is the night that Cookie, Cookie Booker shows up. arrives yep. for the data, with the data drive for the island. First step, though, is she, she sneaks into the school. Now, I don't, I don't know if it's nighttime, but it's like a dark, and <laughs> it's dark because it's like a, it is also like a storm storming, outside. So it yeah, dark. yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. It seems like school is not in session, but she sneaks into the school at night, and she's able to lockpick her way to stealing the phone back, and she's yes. able to call player. 
and she fills him in on what's sort of actually happening and she's like yeah what if i told you i <laughs> was a very good thief <laughs> yes and i i'm in a school for thieves at this moment player <laughs> finally gets what he's been yeah. he's been wondering and she kind of asks you know him to talk about the white hat hacking thing again because she kind of wants to do that but with her thieving skills you know use her her skills for good instead of evil yes She's like sneaking around the air vents and stuff, and it's like right in front of me is a data drive that has information on one of the biggest criminal organizations in the world, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And she's like, "Well, I guess you got to use those skills you've been talking about, <laughs> something <laughs> like that." Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she she continues to sneak around because the the drive gets like moved for whatever reason. Uh, so she yeah, has to, like, like go he has to it take again. it to the server room yeah. to upload the whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's basically sneaking around the school again, and she runs into Mime Bomb. Again. Ah, this asshole. <laughs> and then I think she puts together in this moment that like Mime Bomb must have been the one that ratted her out the first time. Yeah. At first, she just like pretends like, "Oh, I'm just walking around like normal," but then she's like, "Oh, wait, Mime Bomb is gonna throw me out of the bus," so she like grabs him and just like throws him in a supply closet. <laughs> and she like takes a like toolkit from there that he was about to use to like lockpick his way out and she takes it with her and it's just conveniently the same sh shape and size and weight of the hard drive of the hard so drive it yeah in, it is very convenient for the rest yeah. of this episode so as soon as you see this you're like oh it's time for the bait and switch here we go yeah. what are we doing here and then rookie booker is getting on an elevator to go up to the server room so she yes and she has the toolkit she Pretends that she's like an IT person, <laughs> I guess, is what happened. Yeah, but then Cookie like says something like, oh, you've really grown up or like to indicate that she recognizes her. So she's like, oh, oh, I can't do that. I have to. So she then like apologizes for all the pranks over the years and like distracts her with that. And they have a good moment together. It seemed pretty sincere, despite the situation, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Despite being used as a distraction for the bait. <laughs> yes, yeah. And then uh, they get to the server room and Cookie Booker walks out and says some words of advice about yes. being a criminal. She's all about white collar crimes <laughs> instead of... Yeah, that's where all the money is, apparently. Yeah. And then she walks away and says, Avidaderci. <laughs> yes, that's her like catchphrase whenever yeah. she leaves. Italian for until we meet again. And uh, Black Sheep goes back down the elevator and... This wasn't this wasn't the baited switch that Professor Maelstrom told them, which is just kind of like out in the open. Like she also had mm -hmm. to, it was like a pickpocket plus bait and switch scenario. Yeah, with like but large that's items. That's just how skilled like, she is. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> and so she goes down the elevator, and then Co Cookie Booker walks up to the server installation panel and puts in. The yeah, she thing. tries to plug the hard drive in, <laughs> but it doesn't work because it's a tool. It's kit. a toolbox. <laughs> And then she sounds the alarm. Yes. Uh, and then that, I think that, like, actually, like, set up more security on the island somehow. And that she wasn't able to talk to player again after that. That, w that was a little weird. But the, the faculty sees that the alarm came from the server room. So they immediately are worried that it's related to the, the data drive drop-off. Mm -hmm. And I think Coach Brunt checks, like, all the bunks for the students. And then there's only one student missing. <laughs> yep. It's Black Sheep, because she's in the sewer trying to escape the same way she did last time. 
when they find out it's black sheep though or they suspect it's black sheep shadow son gets like super serious and he like goes back to his office and he grabs a katana off the stand oh yeah and he was like he's i was like damn this is gonna her. get intense like, he's gonna, <laughs> is he really gonna slice her up like what the hell oh i think he would have sliced her up a long time ago if he felt he could have. <laughs> he does not like her yeah uh, so yeah, she she tried to take like the same pipe she took last time to escape. But they bolted the grate on because they learned from their mistakes. Mind bomb strikes again, Sarah. <laughs> Freaking mind bomb. Uh, and the whole island is on lockdown and the cleaners are guarding the doors. So he's kind yes. of lo at loss. She doesn't know what to do. The plan has gone but, not perfectly. Yes, but she overhears Cookie Booker getting clearance to leave. From Professor Maelstrom, she's just like, whatever, you do your thing. There's no reason I need to stay here. Yeah, she she seems to not like to be on this island for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, probably because every time she shows up, she gets water ballooned, you know. It's not a great association. She didn't get water ballooned this time, but it wasn't raining, so. Yeah, so she's wet anyway, you <laughs> yeah. know. And uh, the guy, uh, I think Professor Maelstrom's finally like, oh, fine, you can leave. You have clearance to leave. And she's like, great, I'll grab my coat and I'll be off. <laughs> and Black Sheep hears this part. Yeah, so she goes back to where she knows the coat is and steals her coat and hat. And it is a red trench coat and a red fedora. Yeah, Basically Carmen's iconic The origin look. of the coat and fedora. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, we don't see this, but she locks up Cookie in the closet and steals her high heels as well. And then she just goes to try and just walk out the front door yeah. with confidence because that's like the key to most things. Here's a tense moment. She has to, she has to walk right by the cleaners as she's mm -hmm. leaving. And the cleaners are looking, their faces look like they're a little suspicious <laughs> while yeah. she's doing this. And one of the cleaners is like, it's like, Miss Booker or something, gets her attention. And then he's just like, see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a very tense moment. And she just goes, Arrivederci. Yes. She thinks fast at her feet and she says, Arrivederci. <laughs> Which works, I guess. They uh, yeah. they thought that was a total normal thing for Cookie Booker to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, she walks right out the front door. Yeah, she's making her way to the boat. But um, somebody finds Cookie in the closet and then they figure out what's happened. So um, Shadow Sun starts chasing, running to the boat to go chase her down. And Professor, I, I like the line where Professor Maelstrom said, she like, he like radios the cleaners, like, the lady in red is no lady. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's how they chose to alarm the cleaners. I mean, that could mean anything. A lot of things, yeah. <laughs> so uh, she basically was able to get to Cookie Booker's boat. And yes, she knocks out the Knocks boat out the guy, and then he has the keys to the boat too, I think. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, they implied that she had time to, like, defuel <laughs> the, helicopter the helicopter or something. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, oh, the boat can't outrun our your helicopter. So they send the cleaners to the helicopter, but they can't turn it on. And it's because she sabotaged it. I don't know when, but yeah. she's very, very good at her not job. Yeah. Somehow she did all that. But she gets to the boat. She pulls away from the dock right as Shadow San was getting there. And he's left standing there on the dock looking super serious. Yes. and she, But she doesn't leave. She just pulls back far enough and pauses and, like, gives him an angry look. And she's like, I pass. You fail. Yes. And then she leaves. <laughs> and then she leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> and she's escaped. 
Oh, yeah. When she gets further enough away, she calls player and she's like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out that they are in the Canary Islands. Which then she's like, oh, off the coast of Africa. Or off the west, west coast Africa, of Africa, yeah. yeah. And it's a Spanish settlement. Mm, she knows so much about everywhere. That was a good one. I hope to get that one in Werbel. <laughs> I learned where the Canary Islands were. There you go. And then players like, oh, if you're going to be traveling, you're going to need a passport. You do have a name, don't you? <laughs> and then she looks inside the red fedora hat, and there's a little mm -hmm. label that says Carmen Brand Out Outerwear, San Diego. <laughs> so I guess this hat is from, like, San Diego, California? <laughs> yes. Okay. And so she's like, my name is Carmen San Diego. Burr, burr, burr. Carmen. Carmen San Diego. She says it like she says it like James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go back to the train. Yes. The train is almost in Paris, which is when Gray said he would murder her or something. I don't know. Once they got to Paris, this is how long she had to tell her story, and then I guess he was gonna take her back to Vile or do a murder. I'm not sure. Yeah. And then he, he says some stuff that I don't even remember if this is a lie or not, or if we even find out if it's a lie or not. But he's like, They want you back at Vile. They they're they're gonna offer you a full pardon. Even Shadow San is on board, which seems very <laughs> unlikely. Yeah, super unlikely. Super unlikely. Yeah. Um, but Carmen refuses and basically just yes. kicks his ass again. <laughs> yeah, they have a little little fight on the train, and she kicks him in his face. <laughs> and Devino catches up to the train, but he's too late. And he looks out the window of the train as it starts moving away, and he sees Carmen. Or actually, he doesn't actually see Carmen. In the coat and fedora, though, but he, I guess he puts together. Right. Well, she she dressed Gray up in her coat and fedora, so he comes in, sees that, and is like, oh, I found you, but then, like, moves the hat and is like, you're not the woman I'm looking for. And then he sees her in her hoodie outside and, I guess, goes, well, you're wearing red. It must be you. Yeah, but I, I don't know if, like, for the rest of the show, if, like, this blew her red hoodie strategy. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. If... It wasn't a very strong strategy to begin with, I gotta say. I think the idea of, like, her appearing before the crimes is to, like, she's mm -hmm. trying to almost, like, tip off the authorities that a crime is about to happen. It's kind of, like, the idea. I don't know. Yeah, because if she just stole stuff from Vile, they're not going to be, like... Hello, Interpol, come solve the thing that just got robbed. You know, like, yeah. if she hadn't appeared before robbing that apartment, they wouldn't have known. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the, the angle here. So Julia's going to call Devino again after he's stuck on the train now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she says the, the eye of Vishnu was found in between the, the couch cushions in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the bag we saw that uh, Armin tied up the gem wasn't even in there. Nope, it was her Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> she did take her Russian nesting dolls back. <laughs> she yes. she feels those belong to her. Mm -hmm. And um, Player kind of gives her a little bit of shit about like, what do you mean you didn't steal the big gem? And she's like, it's fine because Interpol will get it back where it belongs. And she also tells him to like send the money from her other heist to the next nonprofits on her list. So yes. apparently every time she steals from Vile, she's she's just giving the money to charity. I'm going to assume that she keeps a portion to keep her operation going, and that's how Player can buy her first class tickets. Okay, but, that's fair. Yeah. I guess the other heist just, like, she just stole money on them. Like, they weren't an object she could return. I don't know. 
Yeah. I feel like more often than not in the show, going forward, like she's going to be taking like an object rather than money, but maybe I'm not remembering correctly. I don't know. But then she talks about how we need to stay one step ahead of Vile while we still have the advantage. Yes, because they're using the hard drive to pick their next targets. So they only have like a year year, of information to be able to be ahead of Vile on. And then Carmen's boat drives away. But there are some other people on another boat who are following her. Yes, mysterious men and women. And that's the end of episode two. I think if you know the lore of Carmen Sandiego that you can figure out, or you know like what organization that these two people belong mm-hmm. to. Do you, are you familiar enough with it? I did not remember, but um, I did watch the next two episodes oh, okay. so that I was filled in on who they yeah, are. Yeah, Acme is the name of, I forget what that yeah. stands for, but. Which once it was in the show, I was like, oh yeah, I do remember that from the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember Vile from the game, but I, I, I'm assuming that's also in the game as well. Yes. Yeah, except it's like she's in charge of Vile because she's a baddie in the games. Okay. Are you sure about that, though? Because this whole show has the questioning that. Okay. No, definitely. Because, like, the point of the games where you were trying to find her and stop her. Like, and that's why Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego was the name because you were trying to find where she's going to strike next. Okay. And it was the 90s. There wasn't a lot of, like, anti-hero it was black and white things are bad or good but are you, you know? like are you like devino or julia in the video games where like you think you're stopping her but she's actually well, stealing think, like, for other reasons but maybe or maybe it's like, i don't think that ever came up in this children's geography game from the 90s do you think that this you know show is I mean? trying to expand the existing lore and not rewrite it or like are the game uh, are the games now the story behind those games are now oh carmen was not actually a bad guy in those games (laughs) well like those games are ridiculous like they stole like cities or like landmarks or (laughs) non-existent things like the mason dixon line like oh okay those games were nonsense there's no room for like a real serious this this is just a fresh rewriting stuff yeah fresh start on the franchise here which is good and is what is required it would be ridiculous if they they stuck to the original game stuff okay all right sweet sounds like you're in sarah oh yeah i'm in this is good i like it all right sweet our first tvy7 like like, show two thumbs like up the mood yeah two thumbs up <laughs> awesome all right that was fun anything else you want to say about carmen san diego still got that song stuck in my head <laughs> any other we'll never reasons you like the show besides what we already talked about that you didn't get to talk um, about no, I mean, I, you, you know me. I love a sassy, strong female protagonist. She is that. Um, mm-hmm. I do find, like, in the next two episodes I watched, you find she her team is bigger than just her and player. There's, like, a set yeah. of, like, siblings. From, like, from a, a brother and sister. Who, yeah, yeah, they're very from Boston. They have Boston <laughs> accents. strong yeah. accent. What are their names? On. It's, like, Ivy and... Zach? Is that I right? The other one. Yeah. No? I think, they're, I I think they might be from the box animated series oh, okay but again like i feel like they might not have been on carmen's team in that show <laughs> so mm, yeah yeah you might have been hunting her down I, I think from what i read like julia and devino are previous characters okay and i think the two boston siblings may also be two previous characters from the, the lore but may not be used in the same way that they were mm. yeah so far the boy sibling is just his character is just, he's a hungry boy, as far as I've seen. Like, he and wants to eat stuff. He's just always hungry. Okay, he just okay. needs to eat things. 
and then the sister is just like tough boston girl i don't know i've not gotten there a lot from them yet yeah only two episodes but yeah so the cast is bigger yes. but uh still good times i enjoyed it and then this this show has some surprising twists and turns in the plot i would oh, say really? like it's 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 not just like you know a formulaic like kids show it's there's there's some plot to the show <laughs> is there like a satisfying ending does it like, or is it just, um, well, we're done. These I, are the episodes. We're I couldn't in. tell you specifically how it ends, but I think there is like, okay, that's good. At least some dynamic between some characters that gets wrapped up. Nice. I think we're good. Good on Karma San Diego, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. And we already talked about next time. Next time. Hawkeye Christmas special. <laughs> I have not rewatched what we are going to be watching. I, I want to say we probably have to watch one episode. Okay. Sounds good. But I will let you know otherwise. Okay. Do you remember offhand how many episodes there are in this? Oh, it's it's part of the Marvel like series. I, I want to say six. I'll look it up right now. Okay. Yeah. Six episodes of Hawkeye. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely one episode. These are actually like 50 minutes. Oh, okay. It's a variety of minutes, but it's probably averages around 50. And uh, first episode is 51 minutes. So, yeah, I think we're only watching one episode. Sounds good. Fun holiday times. Oh, yeah. Stars. The guy that plays Hawkeye. I'm <laughs> not remembering his <laughs> name right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But and also Andrew Haley Girl. Steinfeld. Haley. There we go. I was going to say Joel Osment, and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> Haley Steinfeld. I, I I thought when we got to Hawkeye, this would be the first time we talked about Haley Steinfeld, but we actually watched Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Apple TV+. Plus. It'll probably increase your chances of liking it now that you <laughs> liked her in something else. <laughs> Big maybe. <laughs> Alrighty, where can people contact us, Sarah? People can email us at keepwatchingpod at gmail.com. Uh, tweet at us while there's still a Twitter at keepwatchingpod. Instagram at keepwatchingpod. Or leave a comment on YouTube also at keepwatchingpod. Because we're consistent and good at setting things up, I guess. <laughs> um, and also, if you're feeling it, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would be grateful. I mean, unless you say some mean things about us, I guess. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd love to hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, James welcomes mean things. I would prefer not mean things, but you do you. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's a sticky-fingered filcher from Berlin down to Belize. She'll take you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego. Steal their soul in South Korea. Make it let it cry on the moon. The Red Sea's a free land. They'll be singing the blues. Well, they never Arkansas her steal the me come from the Oh, Ohio, Ohio. Ohio.